You are listening to the Daily Chase Podcast. This podcast was made for people who realize we are living in a changing world and not only want to survive in the new economy, but thrive in it. On this show, we discuss current finance, tech, and business events, while I share valuable stories and insights from myself and others on how to start building your digital assets now and get ahead before you get left behind. My name's Liam Chase, and welcome to the Daily Chase Podcast. What's going on, guys? It's Liam here with the Daily Chase Podcast, and today I want to talk to you about why you should only be investing into yourself until... You are an accredited investor. And for those of you who don't know, an accredited investor is somebody who makes over $200,000 a year for two years in a row, uh, projected to make $200,000 a year in the third year, or someone who has over a million dollars net worth. And let's just talk about, you know, why I say this. And what inspired me is I actually saw somebody on uh, Facebook, they're asking about if they should invest in Tesla. And I, I replied and I said, hey, man, you should invest in yourself. You're going to get all the same benefits uh, without necessarily the risk. And just to touch up on some articles that came out over the last week or so, um, we start with uh, Trump's tariff threat to Mexico tanks stocks and four experts on what it means for the market. This was on CNBC, published May 31st. And so this is just one thing that, you know, has a lot of people, especially me, scared of like, you know, how the markets are run and controlled. Uh, Then we are going to touch upon investors who are hoping Trump would rescue the stock market are now counting on the Federal Reserve, which sounds like fun. And then we're going to talk about Robin Hood, who gets almost half of its revenue in a controversial bargain with high speed algorithm traders. And so... You know, going back to, you know, this trade war and how it's directly impacting everybody. I mean, if you're somebody who's investing in the markets, you're getting hit pretty hard uh, in general. And, you know, I'm not like a financial advisor or expert or anything, so I may sound pretty uh, ignorant maybe. But just based on what I see every day and everything that's going on, it's it's not something I would want to put my money into, especially if I'm somebody who's is not making enough to where I have a whole lot of excess to lose, right? So, you know, if you're somebody like the average American making forty to fifty thousand uh, dollars, or I don't know, forty to sixty thousand dollars somewhere in that range, then you probably don't have money to lose, right? Uh, because your living expenses probably thirty to forty of that, and you're probably already living on a tight budget. And so, when you try to force yourself to invest into, you know, maybe you have a four hundred one k with your company, and then that money you're investing ends up losing based on one man's words, the president. You know, whether you, it's, your politics aside, the president has the ability to influence the market and boom, just like that, uh, you know, your hard-earned money is is going down. Now, granted, you're not necessarily losing it, right, until you sell, but it's just scary to think that, you know, you're you're working your you're busting your butt, putting your money away, and this one man has the influence to control what it does. And then on top of that, not only that, but now you have to pray that the people who print the money, the Fed, 
Now you're praying that they're going to save you, right? So this is another one from CNBC. It says, The expectation for a Fed bailout for markets and the economy rose sharply after President Trump's surprise threat to put tariffs on all Mexican goods. It says, The fact that he tied tariffs to Mexican efforts to block immigrants from entering the U.S. took Wall Street by surprise and raised the uncertainty, the level of uncertainty around his actions. It says that makes some analysts see the Fed put as a more powerful protection against market downside than the view that Trump would act to stop stocks from falling. So basically, they're talking about here, many investors believe in the Trump put an idea that would act to limit the stock market downside. Um, JP Morgan's Chase Economics, Economics also promptly called for two Federal Reserve interest rate cuts by December, changing their view from an equal chance for either an interest rate hike or cut. Uh, Barclay economists also said they expected two rate cuts, one a half percent cut and second quarter point cut. And so the Fed said it was pausing its rate hikes, hiking cycle, and it's on hold while it watches the economy. Increasingly, economists have moved for, moved away from the view that the Fed's next move will be a hike, but traders have been be- betting on a cut for several months. And so basically now, as somebody who's in one of these accounts invested in the markets, I mean, the, the title there, investors who were hoping Fed, Trump would rescue them uh, in the stock market are now counting on the Fed. And this is a reason I don't like to be invested in the markets uh, personally. And this is why I always tell people, look, and that's why I made the statement at the beginning, if unless you're an accredited investor, you probably have no business investing, right? Because like we talked about in an earlier section, you know, private private uh, investors, uh, people who are in private equity, it said in the report that they're sucking up all the profit, basically, right? And so it just, it also, it comes down to opportunity costs, right? So it's like, what's the maximum contribution? Like $15,000 um, per year, I think it is, in like an IRA 401k type thing. Sure, you get taxed benefits. Uh, they pitch, you get compounding effect, um, tax benefits. What else? Uh, you know, get growth, maybe, hopefully. Um, last year, didn't see too much growth. Barely, I believe, yeah, we had the worst stock market of in a December last year in the entire stock market history. So you didn't really pay out well there. So it's like, what, I, what I'm saying is like, you're, you're, you're losing the opportunity cost, right? Because you could be taking that money and investing it into your personal brand, right? You could be using it uh, to invest in podcasting equipment, to for video equipment, um, you know, improving your skills on how to become a better, become better at your job, how to become better at X, Y, Z. You know, if you want, if you like uh, photography or video editing, like investing into those skills and building a brand around that. That's where. You know, not to mention that's a compounding effect because if you find something that you're constantly improving at, that has the best compounding effect. And even Warren Buffett, I believe, said it the best. He said, let me look it up, investment into yourself. Is Yeah, Warren, first rule to success, Warren Buffett says invest in yourself. It says, as billionaire chairman of Berkshire Hathaway is no stranger to giving his advice, his number one tip for success is simple. Invest in yourself. One easy way to become worth 50% more than you are now, at least, is to be hone your communication skill, both written and verbal. 
But, well, there you go. Warren Buffett just told you number one skill that you should probably start working on, your communication skills. That's another reason that I started this podcast. That's another reason. Uh, it's actually been a week now since I stopped playing video games. I un- uninstalled everything my, from my computer, which was like League of Legends and Fortnite, mainly League of Legends. But I've now started... Uh, over the last week since I've quit playing video games, I've now been writing a little bit longer Facebook posts and just having a little bit of fun with copywriting and just to see what I can do and kind of reignite some of those things that I was doing in school. I was actually pretty good in school as far as writing goes. And um, so let's see here. But, but going back to the whole the whole stock market thing, I mean, man, you're just missing... Like, sure, look, I'm sh- uh, in fact, let's just, let me actually do this because JP Morgan's asset management team, they did a 20 year report, uh, annualized re- re- rate of return and the average investor only made about 1.9% over the last 20 years and they didn't even beat inflation. So, I mean, you're actually lose you, those people, if you had started from, tw- uh, what was it? 2018, uh, 1998, and invested until 2018, you literally lost money because you're making 1.9%, which doesn't even beat the um, average rate of inflation over those 20 years, which was like 2.2. And so you have to ask yourself, like, what if you took, you know, I don't even know, let's see, that's 15,000, let's say you're making like maximum contributions times 20. That's $300,000 that you basically would have invested and you would have made at 1.9% average over 20 years would have made $5,000 on that. Now, do you feel like if you invested $300,000 into a business over, you know, 20 years, that maybe you would have made a little bit more than $5,700, right? And so it's all you have to do is just put it into perspective and do the math. And it'll be so, and that's, that's another thing about starting your own brand, business, whatever you want to do. Like I'm just saying it, 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 the compounding effect is probably, I mean, this is just speculation in my opinion, but I feel like the compounding effect of investing in yourself and creating cash flow, right? Starting a business, starting a personal brand and talking and creating content and getting attention and then figuring out how to monetize the attention and creating cash flow for yourself. I mean, at the end of the day, there's nothing better than that. And so that's why I say until you can get good at that, which I'm I'm not an accredited investor yet. So, I mean, maybe take this with a grain of salt, but until you get really good at that and you can do it over you know two to three years or over worth a million dollars, why wouldn't you do that? I mean, as far as I know, every person that's super successfully and super wealthy has done this. Like even if you take somebody like Warren Buffett, like, yeah, he's really known for stocks, but he became an expert at that, right? That's not something he dabbled in. And so it's like if you're working – and let's say you just have you have a nine to five. Use those extra hours to start um, honing your craft and your skill, and developing your marketing, your sales, communication, your mindset. 
no, these are all things that will not go to in, into the negative territory as far as an investment. They will not have an, they're not influenced by one man's words. Uh, they're only controlled by you, right? The rate of return is exponential. You can take it how far as you want. You can make the gains as, as much as you want. But you also are fully responsible, fully responsible if you don't make any money, right? So not only that, but you're putting full, you're going in full control of your finances and you're saying, hey, look, I'm going to make something for myself. And at the end of the day, I mean, you know, this isn't necessarily for everybody, but, you know, I mean, why not? I mean, if you're, and just to go back into this Robin Hood thing, uh, Robin Hood is a, uh, let's see, Robin Hood Markets Inc. has built a reputation on its origin in finance counterculture and a steal from the rich ethos. But the firm, which offers no fee stock trading, is making almost half of its revenue from one of the most controversial practices on Wall Street. It says the startup valued at $5.6 billion was bringing in more than 40% of its revenue earlier this year from selling its customers orders to high-frequency trading firms or market makers like Citadel Securities and Two Sigma Securities. According to three people with knowledge of the matter, who asked not to be identified because the details are private, almost all retail brokerages employ the practice called payment for order flow, but it's an unlikely strategy for a company built on an anti-Wall Street message. So then you have, you know, something like this that comes along, and it's like they're deceiving just about deceiving the people they're they're um, they're marketing to, almost it seems like, and so how can you how how can you get started? Because you know this is what I consider the foundations of like the personal branding, and now we'll add in Warren Buffett. Obviously, communication, be able to express your thoughts and ideas to other people, is very important, and that communication is something that goes into sales and goes into marketing. And so how could you get, you know, started today? Well, you got to get started with pillar content. You know, how can, what long form piece of content can you make that would be over 20 minutes long, right? Whether it be, and there's three ways that you can make pillar content, you know, audio, um, visual, like video or written. So, right. So you can do a podcast, you can do a YouTube channel maybe, or you can do a blog, those are all ways that you can create long pieces, forms of content. And uh, once you choose that, how do you start creating that? And, you know, it's really important to figure out what you're passionate about because everybody's different. And just to give you some examples, like I am pretty engaged, like I'm pretty, um, you know, like history and you know, debating and almost politics is like something that I've kind of been interested in uh, for a long time, but I'm also super interested in sales and entrepreneurship and marketing and things like that. So m the reason I started this podcast is to kind of bridge the gap between those two things, because I see a lot of people who are maybe politically engaged or engaged in X, Y, Z, but they're not quite ta um, taking the action uh, to become financially free as well and like how are they applying those things in real life I, I hope this is making sense and it's like they're not being a player in the game in the in the world they're just like being they're being a consumer so it's like how do you take somebody who's engaged and has uh, thoughts and has a personal brand because whether or not you know you are a personal brand just your name if you have a social media account you know you are a personal brand so how can you take that to the next level Right. And 
according to JP Morgan's asset management report, the average investor, like I said, only made 1.9%. And I'm pretty sure you can do a heck of a whole lot better. I mean, all you have to do, start on YouTube, start making some type of long form content. And look, you're going to go through a phases. I remember when I started in uh, at 18, I started with an hour marketing company. And then I started watching, you know, online YouTube videos and reading. And then I started consuming once I got it in a position, a job where I, I was making enough money where I could, um, you know, go to different networking events and, and attend different workshops and boot camps and, and buy different courses online and, and do that. So you're going to go through a phase where you're consuming and you're really just trying to figure out like what is your message. And that took me, you know, maybe three years um, so this is not something, and I mean, I'm, I'm 21 now, almost 22 by the end of this month. So, you know, depending on where you are in your life, you know, you may not have to go through that phase. You may have to go through that phase. I know I did because, you know, I was fresh out of high school. I really didn't know what I wanted to do in my life. I didn't really know what I was passionate about. Um, I, I mean, looking now, the, the reason I share these articles and talk about, you know, these t- topics that I do is because, you know, that's stuff that I actually am, was, um, I was passionate about in my school days, but I kind of buried it away for a couple of years and now it's coming back to the surface and that's how I was able to start this podcast. And so, you know, some people, for example, my father, um, he is really into cars and he's always at the racetrack or at the car show. And he could easily start, he's already got a brand name, so he could easily start um, a, a community around what he's passionate and what he loves to do. And all he would have to do is really, you know, spend, um, you know, start recording his, his life experience. Um, my mom is really into spirituality and things like that. And so she's written poems over her years in different literature. And so it's like, she's also has a great personality. And so she could easily start a pot like all three and that's the goal the ultimate goal as far as the anchor content would be to produce all three and video is actually the way uh, to be done because what you can do is let's say you do a podcast like this which I will start doing into the future where you can record yourself kind of like Joe Rogan you know he makes a podcast he records it uploads it on YouTube and then you can also take the words and transcribe it into a written word which is you know uh, in the form of a blog and then you have the actual podcast audio itself and then that way you know that's like the top of the funnel type thing where you can capture people on all different forms of communication uh, that Warren Buffett talks about so get good at um, start with one I'm starting on the podcast myself uh, but uh, in the future I plan on starting doing recording and um, start paying for transcriptions because you know obviously you need capital for this so you know, don't think you're going to gonna start building your brand and, um, you know, within a couple of months, quit your job and what something like that. It's not how it happens at all. It's a process that you're going to be going through your whole life. Um, but you will see uh, some people quicker than others, you know. Eventually, you will be able to monetize. Maybe you would be able to quit your job. Uh, and that's, you know, as we move and tying this back into, like, the concept of this uh podcast the theme of this podcast what we want to talk about here it's that's what's going to be important because you know we have oops 
we have, I mean, freaking Mark Cuban, billionaire Mark Cuban, he came out and said that uh, AI will reduce the demand for computer science degrees. It says computer science is the highest paid college major, major with a median based salary of $70,000. And now we have billionaires saying that could be irrelevant. So another one uh, that came out that was I thought was pretty interesting, and it just talks about how much you know college has been shoved down America's throat. This is from PBS. After decades of pushing bachelor degrees, the U.S. needs more tradespeople. So it's like we have, the way I see it, it's like, as we move into the future, you know, not everybody listening to this podcast, first of all, not everybody's going to listen to this podcast, for obviously. And then everybody, people who listen to this podcast, not everybody's going to take action. So don't be scared. Don't have a, a, a scarcity mindset thinking, you know, oh, there's going to be too many influencers or too many content creators, uh, which I don't believe it is because at the end of the day, you can always create a new blue ocean for yourself. And so, you know, the reason... Um, you know, because that I, that I like to talk about these reports and share what's going on in, in current events is because that actually creates a blue ocean for me. And so, you know, personal branding is something that I've been passionate about, but it's a, a pretty over, you know, the whole making money online thing, or if you want to call it that, is pretty oversaturated. And so if I just, it's like changing the front of the package. So how do you that that's the reason I'm doing this because number one, I'm passionate about the things that I'm talking about and like bringing awareness and education and information to the people around me. But you know, that's not going to do anything at the end of the day. Um, my, my goal is to inspire you to do, to get on the daily chase, to take action so that you are prepared, uh, for as we transition into the new economy and the new paradigm. And this is not going to happen like a flip of a switch. This is going to happen over the next two, five, 10, 20 years, 30 years, and we'll slowly start to see an evolution into uh, hopefully, you know, more decentralized things. Um, And this is where the whole cryptocurrency comes in. Like, I am excited about cryptocurrency, uh, just because of what it can do as far as the decentralizing, you know, power and this is even something that, um, you know, we saw in the music industry. We saw things like Spotify come along and uh, SoundCloud. And that kind of take took away the leverage from these record companies. And it gave the producers, the influencers, content creators, in this case, the musicians or artists, the ability to go straight to the people. And so as we move into a more decentralized uh, economy, where people can just go straight to the rest of the people and we can like work in a community, we're going to see, I think, more power shift from the middlemen to the people who are creating the content and drawing the attention. Now, the middlemen obviously are going to exist. Um, how long? I don't know. Will they have to exist forever? I don't know. I can't tell the future, but I have a good feeling that we're going to see um, you know, with content creators, the same way we saw in with the um, music industry, and that's something that Gary Vee actually talks about as well. So just start getting ready for that because, look, even if I'm wrong and nothing that we talk about in this podcast happens, you're still taking action and creating a life for yourself and getting better and improving yourself so that you can be a better member of society as well. 
So um, I think that's going to wrap up today's podcast episode. I know it was like kind of all over the place. I just had a just been cleaning all day and just trying to get my thoughts and things in order and figure out you know, how I'm going to attack next week. So it's kind of all over the place. Give, forgive me for that, but I hope you enjoyed the message. Hope you got something out of this. So get on the daily chase and uh, I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Daily Chase Podcast. If you're not already subscribed, go ahead and do that now. If you feel the episode resonated with you, be sure to rate and review the podcast. If you feel like someone else might like it, be sure to share the podcast. I want to thank you in advance for all your support. And until next time, remember that you don't join the Daily Chase, you get on the Daily Chase. See ya.